Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. Uh, I'm Brad Constantine, and this discussion is going to be about Genesis chapter 8. So Noah is in the ark with his family and all the animals, and uh, it's been 150 days now since they've been uh, in the ark, and the waters covered the earth. We mentioned last time, verse 1 in chapter 8, and God remembered Noah and all that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged or, or subsided. Now you think about this, that the wind is causing the water here to move too, as it's uh, going back into its places. You wonder if uh, how long this would have taken. It sounds like it might have been several days um, or months or whatever, but if the wind and the water are, are going together, uh, could this be how the Grand Canyon got created? Could this be how other places where we see lots of erosion that happened maybe over a very short period of time occurred? Uh, this could happen as the waters are abating from uh, from the flood. Verse 2, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth and after the end of 150 days, the waters were abated or decreased. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. So I want you to think, uh, how long were they actually in the ark this whole time? We know that they were in the water here, uh, or that the water was covering the earth for about 150 days, but uh, how long were they actually in the ark? Let's, we'll read about that in a little bit. Verse 5, And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. He also sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters had not receded from off the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. So I wonder why the raven didn't come back, uh, but the dove did. I don't know if there's some symbolism there or not. And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive tree, or an olive leaf, plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, and he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth a dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. So this is a little over a year from when they first went into the ark. So they're in there for quite a long time. Good thing they had their years supplied, wasn't it? And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl, and of cattle, and of creeping of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, and every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl upon the earth, after their kinds, or Hebrew word is for families, went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar, and gave thanks unto the Lord, and rejoiced in his heart. Now you know why they had uh, seven pairs of the clean beasts, huh? Some of them were offered as sacrifices. 21. And the Lord spake unto Noah, and he blessed him, and Noah smelled a sweet savor, and he said in his heart, that means that uh, the sacrifices that he had offered were accepted. I will call in the name of the Lord, that he will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, or because of man. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, and that he will not again smite any more every living thing, everything living, as he hath done. While the earth remained, and that seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night may not cease with man. And uh, this is the promise that God will make, and we'll read that in the next uh, chapter or two. Actually, in chapter 9, we'll read about the promise that God makes with Noah, uh, based on Noah's prayer here. I bear testimony to the truth of these things, that uh, the flood did cover the entire earth, and that Noah was in the ark for a year, and that uh, everything, every living thing on earth died. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.